Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Tuesday, April the 29th. I am your host, Rob Fontenot. I have not done a podcast since last Friday. So, in this episode, we will recap the third and fourth game against the Indians. The Astros were down zero games to two or two games to zero. However, you want to word that. And we will also go over the first game of the four-game series with the Twins. And then, I believe it'll probably be towards the end of the podcast, but a longtime listener, Mark you sent in a message, and it seems like he feels the same way that I do about a certain player on our team. So we're going to play those that message for you later. So let's go with the first game. I believe it was Saturday. Um, bottom of the second, Diaz. Aledmus Diaz got a double. Carlos Correa scores. Astros are up 1-0. to zero. Top of the fourth, Indian score when Santana hits into a double play. So there either was someone on first and third or something, but it was a double play, but the guy from third scored one-to-one. Bottom of the sixth, Carlos Correa hits his sixth home run. Bregman on base comes in to score. Astros up three-to-one. Top of the seventh, Lindor with a sack fly, three-to-two Astros. And then Freeman singles in Naquin, and that ties things up at Three, eighth inning, ninth inning, top of the tenth inning, no runs. Do up for the Astros. Stassi, uh, Springer, and Altuve. I tweeted during the commercial break that Max Stassi is not going to hit. So bottom of the tenth, in comes Tony Kemp. First batter. Walk off home run. Very, very exciting. I don't know if you got to watch that game, but it was awesome. Great job by Tony Kemp, and that actually earned him a start in the next game. So Peacock started. He went six innings, 
Four hits and only one run allowed, and he had seven strikeouts. Very, very good game. Uh, Harris gave up two runs. I believe that was the first game Will Harris had given up any runs. I could be wrong, but as far as I know, as far as I believe, Will Harris has not allowed any runs. He gives up two. Presley and Osuna, the best uh, eight and nine guys in Major League Baseball, in my opinion, no runs allowed. Carlos Correa, your offensive hero. Actually, he's not. He went two for four with a home run, so he had two RBIs. So it's a debate. It's debatable. If it wasn't for his two-run homer, then Kemp probably wouldn't have had a chance to pinch it. But Kemp, one for one, solo home run, bottom of the 10th. What makes it even better is that it was a pinch hit. This guy's been sitting down watching the game for nine innings. They call him up to get a hit, and he delivers. Awesome. So I would say Tony Kemp would be the player of the game. His average now, after that game, 167. I'm not sure what it was, but I know what it is after the next game. So Sunday, the Astros win 4-1. to one. In the top of the fourth, Santana gets a home run, and Cleveland is up 1-0. Bottom of the seventh, Yuli hits a double, and Brantley scores. That ties things up at one. Reddick comes up. And they intentionally walk him because he's been doing so well. So now there are two on base. And I believe there were two outs. Robinson Chirinos comes up to bat and crushes one. Left field, 4-1 to one Astros. So Kemp, who deserved and earned the start, it was probably his turn to start anyway, knowing uh, A.J. Hinch, he would say that that isn't the reason, but he deserved it. He actually went one for two. I think he got pinch hit for late in the game by Marisnik, but his average is now 184, and that's becoming a little more respectable. Yuli had that RBI double, and Chirinos, one for two with a walk, so he gets on base two out of three times, and he had that big three-run homer, Super exciting, super awesome play. And Chirinos is hitting 286. I don't want to quote it, but I believe they showed a comparison stat on TV. Uh, Robinson Chirinos and Real Muto, who we all wanted. At least I did. And it looks like Chirinos is outperforming him. So Wade Miley started that night on Sunday... Five innings, 5.2 innings, six hits, one run, two walks, three strikeouts. His ERA is 3.24. Now, Miley has given up three runs in the first inning and came back to shut him down. So, Wade Miley is one of the more consistent hitter, I mean, uh, pitchers on the team. His ERA might be three or 3.2. Maybe he'll give up two or three a game. But at least you know that. He hasn't got uh, busted open for 9 or 10 like McHugh and uh, Garrett Cole, who's pitching tonight. And actually, I'm going to tell you a story. 
But Devo pitched a third of an inning. He cleaned up Miley. Uh, Valdez and Presley, neither one of them gave up a run. And Valdez, very impressive, two innings with no runs. So before we go over the Monday's game, before I forget, so what threw everything off as far as getting the podcast out is the game on Sunday was at 6. And I probably thought it was earlier, so I thought I could get a podcast in before I went to bed. That would give you something to listen to on Monday. However, the game was at 6. And I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning, and I watched the game. I did watch the game, but I didn't have the energy. I wasn't awake enough to put a podcast out. So right now, what I'm doing is I'm sacrificing the first part of the game tonight. I haven't got any alerts, so as far as I know, the game is 0-0. Zero to zero. But let's get to the first game yesterday against the Twins. So the Astros were down two games to zero against Cleveland. They come back and win the final two games. Both wins were in exciting, dramatic fashion. Very awesome wins. Very fun baseball to watch. They were the uh, Tony Kemp home run. That one, or maybe it was Sunday, but one of them was kind of boring. Monday night was pretty boring. But anyway, pretty exciting endings. Very exciting, good baseball. So now the Astros travel to Minnesota. Not a lot of action last night. They lose 1-0. to zero. Verlander, six innings, two hits, one run, and it was on a solo home run. It seems like every run that he gives up is on a solo home run. I'd like to see how many home runs he has given up. But he had seven strikeouts, and he takes the loss. He is no longer undefeated. His record is 4-1. and one. Last time, his ERA was 3.0, or maybe when he was 3-0. I don't know. But anyway, it's 2.45 now, so I think it went down. Um, Milton, Milton Bradley, Michael Brantley, and Carlos Correa both had two hits, but nothing came of it. And I believe six out of the nine Astros did not get a hit. We had no runs on five hits. Brantley and Correa had four of them, and somebody else had the other one. I just can't remember who it is. Minnesota, one run on three hits. So they only get three hits in the entire game. But Oda Rizzo is a pretty good, he's a pretty good uh, pitcher. But three hits, one run, three hits allowed. And now I just got an alert. George Springer doubles, Marisnik scores, Astros up one to zero. I believe it said third inning. So tonight's game is Garrett Cole against Pineda. Uh, McHugh and Perez. Perez is 3-0 with a 4.44 ERA. So his record might be 3-0 based mostly on run support. And then Peacock gets the ball in the last game of the series against Berrios, who is 4-1 with a 2.97 ERA. So Peacock should have his hands full. If you're looking, now that you already know the Astros lost the first game. You would want to say they would win the Verlander game for sure if it turned out to be a split. And now you're looking at this, and 
Hopefully they can pull it out tonight. And then maybe McHugh. I don't know. But hopefully they can beat Minnesota. A lot of people have a lot of the same records. Nobody's really pulling away from anybody except maybe Tampa Bay. It's too early to pull away from anybody, but as far as records go, I believe they are like 19 and 9 or 17 and 9 or something. I think it's 19, but that is very very good. So the Astros are 4 and 6 in their last 10 games. Seattle is 5 and 5 and they are tied for first. I believe the Texas Rangers destroyed Seattle two games in a row, and I think both games were by more than 12 runs. Something that hasn't happened in a long time. So Texas is one game over 500, and they are only two games out. They are only two games out of the lead in the AL West. Hopefully the Astros can put together a decent winning streak and quit going 2-2. Two and two. But the Oakland A's are four behind. And the Angels are five behind. So after this series ends on Thursday, just a heads up, the Astros are off Friday. There's no game on Friday because they have to travel to Monterey, Mexico, where they will face the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for two games. So Saturday and Sunday, they will be playing the A's, I mean the Angels, in Mexico. So now I want to talk about Tyler White real quick. And you know that I'm not a big fan. We all know that I don't want him as a DH because he can't hit home runs. 44 at bats, no home runs, no RBIs. He has a 250 average. I believe his on-base percentage is is decent. I think at one point it might have been the highest on the team. His career batting average is 248, so he's hitting about what he normally does, but he has no home runs and no RBIs. There is a revolving door at the DH position, but as I've said before, he caught, he uh, played first base one time and he did not look good. So after getting on base seven straight times, after I wrote that story saying he should go, he follows that up by being the Tyler White that we all know. I'm going to kick butt two games, and then I'm going to play again, and I'm going to do horrible for two games. 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. The next game, 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. 0 for 7, 5 strikeouts to follow up his 7 times on base in a row. And he didn't even get any walks. Didn't get on base one time. So he gets on base 7 times, and then he does not get on base 7 times. 7 at-bats, 0 times on base. So now I'm going to play the message Mark sent in. And if you listen to it, he does sound like He totally agrees with the way that I feel about Tyler White. We'll get to that right now. This is Mark Yu, longtime listener. 
Hey Rob, this is Mark Yu. I just wanted to vent on Tyler White, cast some shade in his direction. He, as a DH, is remarkably streaky. He always has been. And the role of a DH indeed is to get a home run, or at minimum to get some hits. More often than not, he goes 0 for 3 or 0 for 4 in a game. And not only that, when you put him at first, he's, I think because he's gained so much weight, he's just unable to play defense at all. I think the guy needs to lose some weight. I think that'll help him at the at the plate. And uh, I'm just wanting to see something change about Tyler White. The sooner the better, because if he doesn't improve, we got to trade him since we can't send him down any longer. So that's my rant against Tyler White. If he doesn't improve, get rid of him. Bye. All right, Mark. Thank you once again for sending in that message. I always appreciate it when you become part of the podcast and throw in your two cents. Keep them coming anytime you got something to say. And once again, anyone out there, download the Anchor app and send messages in. Whatever you want to say, baseball, podcast, anything, I'll play it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, Tyler White or maybe just the way the team is built. So the way it's going, we got some decent players on the bench. And like Mark said, Tyler White, and I think I've said this before, but Tyler White played first base for the first time the other day, and he kept falling down. He's just too fat. He Every time he has to stretch to catch the ball, he can't keep his balance. He's just too heavy. I've already said that before because now I remember saying, I know, I mean, I'm fat too. So being fat is okay. So what I'm saying is on our team, you have that DH bot. And since we don't have a true DH because uh, Tyler White is doing horribly and he can't hit a home run and he can't get any RBIs, we don't really need a DH. You can bring Jake in and give one of the outfielders the day off. Jake can DH. Kemp can do the same thing. Diaz can give uh, one of the offense, I mean, one of the infielders off, or he can DH. So what I think, and I've said this before, that we don't need a DH, especially if he's not any good. And Tyler White can't play first. That's my point. I think I've said it already. So in my opinion, Diaz who I used to dislike, and now I really like him, Diaz, Tony Kemp, and Marisnik are not getting enough playing time. Tyler White's not getting enough playing time either, but I'd like to see him go, and I'd like to see the other guys get playing time. That's what I'm trying to say. So I'd like to see more Diaz, more Jake, and more Kemp, and I'm actually okay with the few starts that Stassi gets. Torino's by far the bulk of the starts at catcher. So what I wanted to say about Tyler White. Mark, you actually sent me a story. It was some kind of physics story. It was talking about our heavier players, do they have a better chance at hitting home runs? And the answer turned out to be no. 
And the reason why is because of their big stomachs that they can't turn on the ball quick enough. They have power behind it, but they're not swinging the bat fast enough because of their gut. This wasn't true back in the Babe Ruth days because people weren't throwing 103 or 97 consistently. It was just different. You have to swing faster. So being fat does not help you anymore. And that story didn't help my opinion of whether or not Tyler White should stay in our team. So this leads me to one last story before I go because I got to go watch that game and I got to go sit in my recliner and relax. Is I had a little spat. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter with this dude that thinks he's super smart. And I commented that Tyler White sucked. And he commented, he didn't comment, but he tweeted sometime during that day. You know, wanting to show everybody how dumb they are and how smart he is. Do you remember when everybody wanted to uh, DFA Diaz? And so me and this guy follow each other. He listens to the podcast, so I thought we were friends. And he he called. I said that I felt that way. Like, I wanted to get rid of him at the beginning because he made me so mad, but now I like him. So he wrote back and he called me an idiot. So it went back and forth for probably three hours. It wasn't solid back and forth, but I was not. And Mark, you called me childish, but I'm not going to let that guy have the last word. He didn't upset me, nothing like that, but we went at it for a while. But anyway, what I'm saying is this guy's opinion is that you're not a fan if you say anything negative. Some people think, like, it doesn't matter how bad this guy is. It doesn't matter if it was Carlos Gomez a couple of years ago. This guy claims that he only supports the Astros. And that's okay. Everybody fans their own way. I have a podcast from at least... I don't know when it was, but it's on here. If you want to scroll and look for it, it's called Something About Being a Real Fan. And I talk about this in depth. But my opinion is I don't think that it makes you any less of a fan if you want to candy coat things or sugarcoat it, whatever you want to call it. I can love the Astros and I can point out That someone on the team is horrible. I didn't like Ken Giles. I didn't like Carlos Gomez. I don't like Tyler White. And there was a time I didn't like Jake Marisnik, but not for his personality and his defensive play. But I didn't like how he was taking a roster spot from people and he couldn't hit. I didn't like But personally, I do like him. I mean, I didn't never dislike him. But anyway, without going into too much more detail, if I watch every Astro game that I can, if I get upset when they lose, if I get upset that somebody strikes out seven times and eight at-bats and they're so fat they fall over and they can't play first, 
And they shouldn't be the DH because they have no home runs, no RBIs. I should be able to say that. Does not make me any less of a fan. And if you sit there and say, I love Tyler White and he'll come around. I love this guy. He'll come around. It doesn't make you better than me. It doesn't make you more of a fan. It's just the way it goes, folks. Feel free to say whatever you want. And then when they start playing good, you can forgive them. That's how life is. That's how sports works. So anyway, that's it. Thank you again, Mark, for sending in your message. And thanks to all of you for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Anyway, we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.